This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode is going to be fun. We're, we got a message on social media from Jillian, and she owns a six-liter power stroke, and we're going to be talking to her about the truck and you know her passion for driving a diesel and, and just you know why and how the, the ownership of her truck just fueled a passion for not just that, but also the industry as well. And, and she works in the diesel industry. And she had some really great points about marketing and branding for diesel shops, for diesel companies. And we know that that's a, it's a hot topic with changes that have happened recently with emissions compliant parts and product certification and, and things that have gone on. It's, it's changing the business plans in a way. And there's business owners out there that are wanting to stay ahead of the curve. They're wanting to make sure that they're, the brand that they've built, or if they're just starting out, how do they find potential customers? How do they use social media to their advantage? So Jillian has a lot of great points, and, and we're going to be looking forward to going through those. Before we get to the podcast, though, we want to remind everyone there's still a ton of holiday sales going on right now. Dan's Diesel Performance has some some great ones. If you're looking for a drop-in turbo, there's transmissions, tons of different things. Make sure you go to dansdieselperformance.com. Check them out, see what they got. And also Fleece Performance. There's a ton of things that are on sale with Fleece Performance. So if you're looking to do some stuff while your truck's down for the winter, get ready for race season or camping season, check out either Dan's Diesel or Fleece Performance and see what they've got going on. You can save a lot of money. All right, let's get to the podcast with Jillian and talking about her 6-liter Power Stroke and also branding and marketing in the diesel aftermarket. Jillian, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you reaching out to us on social media to chat with us about not just your truck, but some really cool ideas and some insights that you have for the diesel industry, and I'm looking forward to chatting today. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well. I wanted to start with your truck because I know you're really passionate about diesel performance, your vehicle, and we love to be able to get some diesel stories and backgrounds you know, to our listeners before we jump into all these different topics and, and, and the rest of what we have planned for this podcast. But I wanted to, to ask you about your truck, when you got it, what kind it is, and the, and the modification process and the ownership experience that you've had with it. All right. Yes, I do. I love my truck. So... I got my truck in February of 2019. I bought it with just around 275,000 miles on it um, and drove it. Um, Didn't really do any kind of modifications to the motor. Did your standard, you know, oil change with my preferred oil. Did my fuel filters. Just like basically learning the basics was my first diesel. Although my husband maintains quite a number of them and a fleet of 11 diesels, this personally was the first one I'd ever driven for an extended period of time and owned. Um, 
So I was driving it, and it started to make some kind of weird noise, and my husband couldn't figure it out. And we took it to a couple of friends of, of ours, and they listened to it. They scanned it. They looked at the numbers. They looked at, you know, everything from my monitor um, that I'd recorded while driving, just in kind of different conditions. And nobody could figure out what was going on with it. And so one day, driving down, head on down to the store to get something, and I pull off of the highway, and all of a sudden, the truck just starts making this horrible noise like it is crunching on bones inside. And so I pull off to the side of the road and shut it down, which I kind of regret a little bit, but I didn't know what else to do. So I shut it down and kind of checked everything out, and I couldn't see anything aside from like a small oil leak um, coming from the head gaskets, and it just didn't, I guess I didn't exactly know where it was coming from. But nonetheless, I got back in and decided I would try and start it again, and crank no start, crank no start. I'm looking at the monitor, looking at the FICOM, looking at, you know, ICP, looking at any possible number that is coming up on the scanner to try and get some sort of idea of what's going on. And I start thinking, like, maybe I suck the filter on the IPR. Like, I'm not exactly sure. But to no avail, crank, no start. No, nothing would fix it. And so called a buddy. Hey, grab the flatbed. Please come down and get me. Comes down, grabs my truck. We take it to the shop. Um, get the bed and the cab separated. Pull everything apart. And it turns out the... Injector 7 that had been getting a misfire that we swapped out had a bad lifter in combination with a bad low-pressure oil pump. And I blew my motor, and I was actually quite sad. But what was a horrible situation turned out to be an amazing situation because it gave me the opportunity to tear the motor down with my husband and to actually learn about the difference between a diesel and a gas job, because I have wrenched on gas jobs my entire life. And it, he just took it apart piece by piece and started showing me what had happened internally and um, kind of just like the damage that had been caused to the cam and, you know, how it happened and, you know, just the basics of things. And then I started reading, um, you know, my little manual downstairs on servicing six liters um, and seven threes. And I just came completely engrossed with learning about my motor. <laughs> it tends to happen like that. It, like it's just something where there's this there's this excitement and this I don't even know what to call it, but it's like we want to know everything we possibly can about the engine or a part on the truck, and it's it's where I think all diesel enthusiasts like we start right at that point and so i think a lot myself and our listeners we're really going to identify with with that point that you made about just wanting to learn as much as you could yes it was this i don't know passion this just like extreme desire to learn about it so when i tell people what i drive they have a mixed review and i don't care i don't care what you drive like all of us diesels we can all hang out but my preference is my 2005 um, six liter power stroke and it is my baby 
I take care of it like no other vehicle I've ever owned. Um, and doing the motor rebuild, we decided to get a VT365 from a 2005 that had 78,000 miles on it and tear it down, replace every seal, clean everything, um, just kind of going through it with a fine-tooth comb and replacing, you know, what part is better, which H-pop is going to be better, like just kind of taking a gamble between the two motors and just building it up as much as possible. Um, ARP had said EGR delete, muffler delete, um, you name it, if I was capable of doing it, um, I did. I have a Garrett Turbo in there from the VT365, um, which I preferred the sound over the one that came in my 6-liter. Um, but now I, I need a bigger turbo. I need a 12-blade <laughs> or something. I'm really I'm needing a bigger turbo. That's necessity. Um, that whistle and the spooling and oh, just everything about the diesel motor, like my favorite thing is not only just like hauling up a hill with so much torque and not even exceeding the speed limit, just the feeling of the power of the truck going up the hill and then just easing off and just like listening to the injectors just tingle underneath the hood. It's just the best. Everything about it is the best. I don't even listen to music as much. I just, I love it. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so, and everybody says, oh, you have a 6.0, it's a 6-blow, and I say, you know, when you learn how to wrench, you can keep it running. And they just tend to shut down at that point and not say anything further, um, but I just, it, I love my truck, I absolutely do, and today I'm realizing that I, I need to do a couple more things, but I'm really, I'm really needing a new turbo, I think. <laughs> What was really cool about in chatting with you before the podcast was talking about, you know, the truck, first of all, and the experience with it and, and the passion for it. But then also this is more than that. It's also a career for you. Um, you had mentioned, you know, the shop that, that you and your husband have. And I wanted to, to ask about that next as we kind of get into these other topics is, uh, you know, with with diesel being livelihood, your, you know, your livelihood as well. What are some things and and some experiences you have on that side of it as as far as you know trucks that are coming in and out of the shop and and, and fleets that you guys are servicing and and just the the experience as a business owner in the industry. So I would say my husband's business um, we started five years ago. Um, he had been wrenching all of his life. He had no designation between gas or diesel really prior to opening his business. Um, he had an affinity for both, um, but he was way better with diesel motors. And so starting his business, he has a fleet of 11 buses that he keeps running, um, four of which are six liters. Um, the rest are a variety of different things. Cummins, there's a Mercedes bus that runs a Cummins or um, international, a few things going over there. Um, but I am in and out of the shop all day long, um, out of the shop running parts, um, going to hunt things down, going to pull parts in, in a U-pull yard if, if that's what it takes. Um, he sent me to Rhode Island before to this incredible U-pull yard that has all white shells underneath the cars. And so all you see is white everywhere with all these cars <laughs> stacked up. And that's pretty cool. Um, so I... 
do all the parts ordering, um, and then as much as I can, um, I am out wrenching with him. Anything that comes in that has something I'm capable of working on, or even if it is just going out and watching him work, I've learned you don't ask questions until afterwards because he stops working to answer them, and then that's not very good productivity in the shop. So <laughs> I just watch. Um, absorb as much as possible. I listen to your podcast. I, um, I'm in love with Diesel Tech Ron. I know he's passed away, but he recorded on YouTube just so many different videos um, about servicing and caring for your diesel, um, little tips and tricks there. So I am I'm in the shop wrenching as much as possible, um, not so much just you know on my truck, but just on anything that comes in. And um, anytime any of the buses go down, on the road, uh, my husband has to jump in the truck and go and fix them. And most times, if I don't go, we don't get to spend any time together. So I will jump in the truck and go with him, and I'm right there on the side of the road holding the flashlight, grabbing tools, um, <laughs> replacement parts. I can bleed brakes like nobody's business. Uh, <laughs> flash adjusters and air brakes. I mean, you name it. Like, I'm right there with him, and and just learning a multitude of the different complexities between a diesel motor and anything else. I mean, even down to small engines, like when I tore my four-wheeler apart last year. So it's just, I just, I live for it now. And even my nine-year-old daughter, oh, she sits in the back seat and she's like, roll call. She just, she cannot wait to go up a hill and, you know, just hear everything kick in and just see that trail of black smoke come out of the back of the truck. That is her favorite. And it's, it's almost a family affair, but, I mean, for me and my husband, if I wasn't in the shop with him, we, we wouldn't see each other, ever. I think a lot of a lot of those things that you mentioned, we, we hear about on the podcast, and especially on social media and, and just comments and things like that, is how many women are passionate about diesel performance. One, you know, owning them, but then two is on the business side, and what a crucial part women play in 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 the business side and there's a few topics i really i've really been looking forward to chat with you about because i know that for the business owners out there this is really going to resonate with them there's a lot of expertise you have with this and i, I want to just kind of turn the podcast over to you is you had mentioned something when we were chatting before about how important social media is to businesses especially in reaching new customers but in ways it can be a challenge because like you said you guys are busy all day whether there's ordering parts accounting working on vehicles getting new parts in getting vehicles out the door you know going on the road servicing them it can be challenging to market or find those customers on social media but you, you have some ways and some tips and some things that that our business owners that are listening will definitely appreciate. And I wanted to ask you about that side of it and you know, what you've learned and, and different techniques on that front that, that you think can really help small business owners. Absolutely. Um, just to explain a little bit of how this came to fruition, um, I was spending hours, six, eight, 12 hours, preloading posts into Facebook um, for his business and trying to figure out a way to market people and so much of the time Facebook is explaining to you 
that likes, shares, and follows are the most important things. And in fact, when you pay for an ad to be you know, promoted within social media, the analytics and the metrics that they give you mainly fall around likes, shares, and follows. And when you actually spend a considerable amount of time entering stuff into Facebook to preload to create a digital presence, quote unquote, I call it your digital doorstep, um, it's like decorating your business on the outside but doing it online instead, that you just, you never know if the stuff that you're taking time and putting effort into is actually the stuff that's going to attract people to your business. And you wonder if you're spending this time or money, marketing dollars, appropriately to bring people in. And unfortunately, a lot of times when you pay for a promotion on um, Facebook, Instagram, any of those others, your friends and your supporters that are already cheering you on are liking and sharing those promoted posts because they're excited for you. But in all actuality, Facebook doesn't care that they already follow you they are still charging you for those friends to have liked, shared, or followed on those posts that you pay to promote. So when you look at the cost base that you're paying versus your return on investment, your ROI, you're not really seeing a huge return or a certain number of times the phone is ringing or even a a basic dollar increase that you could associate with having run that promotion. And our shop doesn't have a huge marketing budget. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. For the most part, our marketing budget consists of whatever my time is worth to do the work. Um, just one of those happy wifely duties that falls into being also a business owner and a responsible one. Um, and it was just so frustrating to not be able to know whether or not I was doing it right and not being able to know whether or not I was increasing our exposure and not thinking about how not only were these six, eight, you know, hours that I was spending devoting to Facebook a waste, but I also wasn't diversifying myself across multiple platforms as far as his promotions went. It was just Facebook. Um, of course, there was an Instagram account, but that's just really pictures of, you know, things that we have been doing in the shop. And it wasn't anything directly business-related. It was just like, hey, check this out. It's cool. I thought you might like it, and we'd share it. But it wasn't, it wasn't really a business opportunity. And so to think about having to not only um, worry about promoting Facebook, but promoting Instagram, promoting um, onto um, LinkedIn, I'm sorry, it just, it becomes overwhelming to think of how much time you actually would need to spend in order to cover all your bases, quote unquote. So my husband says, why don't you create an app? And I'm like, oh, there's no way. I can't create an app. And so I kind of thought about it a little bit the next day. I was frustrated not having completed as many things as I wanted to the night before and started calling around and figuring out how an app actually is created and how do these analytics work. And Seema's always emailing us and saying, you know, focus on social media, learn how to crack the algorithm, figure this out. And it just seems like such a 
a huge amount of work. It's so much to overcome to try and figure out something that doesn't seem all that important to my generation. So I finally called this company that had proof of concept on multiple platforms um, and got to talking with the CEO of the company about what I had been thinking of. And he said, you know, we had originally thought about applying this um, algorithm that we have basically cracked the social media code um, on the automotive level. He's like, and with your um, inundation in the market and your capabilities and your knowledge, we could really turn this into something incredible for the industry. And so I started working with them about five months ago to create a platform that puts original content across multiple social media platforms um, on a daily basis uh, for businesses small and large. There's a business to business and business to customer end of things. So it embeds your Instagram hashtag, it embeds your company logo, and it creates content based on the customers that you want to attract to your business and the types of services that you offer. So we started testing, running it on my husband's business as a guinea pig, and we're you know, seeing a lot of changes. We're hearing a lot of phone calls from people much further away who are willing to drive because of what he specializes in and um, really reaching out for different levels of service. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. This isn't just like your normal you know, social media posting. You, I mean, you could pay thousands of dollars for people to create original content and post it to your page. And it, I, I've just never seen it have this sort of effect. And so I, you know, talking to the CEO, he says, oh yeah, you know, it, you have to have original content posted on a regular basis across multiple platforms. He says, because if you don't have that, it never rates you any higher or pushes your company up any higher. It's the reason why you can search for a company by name and find some place in like Guadalajara that has nothing to do with you, that isn't really the business that you needed, but they had original content on a regular basis across multiple platforms on a professional level. And so it populated them first because one of their keywords was in your search. So if shops were able to do that, I mean, it would put a level playing field out there. That blue collar connotation for mechanics and shops and industry people in general, it just it kind of just relieves that feeling of, well, we're not equal because I haven't figured out how this whole social media thing runs and I don't have thousands of dollars to employ someone or a company to do it for me. And that was my huge drive for things, was to level the playing field. Because the majority of mechanics, I mean, guys in the industry, they are so incredibly intelligent on such another level. But it might not be your normal engineering book smart like you think of when you think a college-educated person. They're doing math and all these calculations in their head, and they don't even know that they're doing it. It's just happening because that's what really makes you good at figuring out the ins and outs. Of mechanics. And it seems unfair to say that they should divert any of their time to anything aside from what makes them great in the industry, trying to figure out the dynamics of social media. That's really 
that's such a key point right there. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was, when you were saying that, it was reminding me of so much of my own experience talking with shop owners or engineers or, you know, whether it's a small or medium or large company is exactly that. Is there so much knowledge and expertise that's there, but it's not like, you know, that time has to be maximized. And I think especially as, as a small business is if you spend all your time doing social media posts and things like that and not working on trucks, it's not going to be open very long. And maximizing that time is what's so, what's so crucial. So I'm following along and I'm seeing where, where that need is, not just, you know, in one particular part of the diesel industry, but in all of it, we all need that. Yes, absolutely. And, and the dynamics of things just across the board, I mean, whether it be diesel or some other specialty, the dynamics of the way the industry works and, you know, the people involved, it's, it's like a big family of similar people. And the need is there across the board, especially when it comes to branding. I also think the way branding's done is different as well, especially with today's either truck owner or you know if it's a a fleet manager and they need a place to you know be able to take their vehicles whatever it might be like the old ways of finding a business are different than now where social media plays a huge role and even if I step outside of you know talking about diesels when I'm looking for a company or a product, usually I have seen it or looked for it on social media before I ever looked at something in print, you know, or, or, you know, Google does play a role if it's something local that, you know, it's quick. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Oh, yeah. Across the board, I mean, the millennial generation and younger, as they put it, is not leaving their home, they're not leaving their, you know, life, all of the things that they have planned to go out and visually see a business. And they're not looking you up in the yellow pages. And the word of mouth from people is kind of less and less as far as saying it person to person, as it is putting it on social media. I can find far more opinions about places from looking at people's social media posts then I can asking them a question about things. So if you don't have a social media presence, you are at a disservice to all future generations. And even those businesses that tell me, oh, I've been in business for 40 years, I've never needed to advertise. Well, the ways that, that the world worked before are, are changing and the dynamics are changing and people are in on-demand kind of society and we are growing into that instant gratification um, where you need information now and I don't want to wait for this company to open. If they just had a digital presence, I would know everything about them. 
and going out and visiting shops and meeting with shop owners and seeing what their needs are, there were so many more dynamics that grew into the app. It was, oh, well, you don't have a website, or, oh, you're paying, you know, this company X number of dollars a month to have a website for you. It's based on reviews that you can't even see from a phone platform. And ask people how many computers they have in their house or how often they use their computer versus their phone. And if you don't have a website and you've been paying for Google AdWords and people are going to a, you know, Facebook that's desolate and empty because you haven't posted much because you've been busy, but you paid for your Google AdWords, they're going to click back and go to the next place and see what their digital presence is like and make a decision of who they're going to work with. Well, you just paid for that Google ad, but the other person got chosen instead of you because their digital presence was greater. So essentially, that Google ad money was wasted. And that's just, it's just, it's debilitating to see so many companies try so hard, so many shops, so many of our shops trying so hard to just do the best that they can with the resources that they have, and it just, it's not enough, and that saddened me. So now, if you don't have a website, the app includes a website. If you don't, you know, if you need something, you know, ask us, and we will see if the dynamics of how the automation works can allow that to be added in. So many guys say, oh, you know, I can never find, you know, all my information. I wish I just had everything for the shop all in one location. Well, great. We added that too. You know, it's just like whatever the need of the industry is, we've added it. And that's when digital marketing came into play and branding and, and helping people to brand themselves because they built a business 20 years ago and the logo out front was designed by a friend of theirs who's no longer in business and they don't have the rights to it or they created business cards with a standard template and a font and so now they don't have any branding whatsoever. I mean, whether you own a retail store or a business, your brand is what sticks with people. And if you don't have a consistent brand, then you're not sticking with people consistently. And that becomes so important. So digital marketing assistance then comes into play and adds more value than to the app because you get three hours included to help you create or modify your brand and solidify your presence and do the things that you don't have the capacity or time to deal with on social media in order to give you the most value out of an investment, especially in a shop. I mean, you have very few extra dollars when you think about how you went to SEMA this year and you saw these upgrades that you want to have in your shop and that laser alignment rack is awesome and I need that. And if you have to think about spending marketing dollars versus investment dollars in your business, I mean, really, what is the ROI on marketing versus a tool that puts you a step ahead to be able to perform services quicker, faster, and more efficiently than you ever could? Yeah, and it, 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 I was just thinking of that. It's like we also get to that that point where you know I, we have a, a guest on the podcast and we're, we're talking about stuff beforehand and they're like hey i just got all these machines in my shop now i need to pay for them now i need now i need those machines to give me a return on my investment and it's like okay it's and i think especially now with 
in the diesel truck community and industry, there's a lot that's been changing. And we've done episodes about, you know, emissions requirements and enforcement and different things like that. And there's a lot of shops that are out there that may have been more focused on the performance side and done a little maintenance. Um, there's some that have just done mostly maintenance, did a little performance. And you had mentioned in modifying the branding or, you know, even rebranding and how to do that. And I wanted to ask you for your experiences because you had a really good story about a shop that was kind of in that position and ways they're able to use social media and, and an online marketing presence and even a storefront presence to be able to show and, and kind of change that as the market in the industry has been changing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's a shop here locally. Um, and when the app first started getting off the ground, um, I went to visit them. I started talking to him about it. And he says, you know, we tried to rebrand ourselves. We put a new sign out front. And it says, you know, truck services and fleet management. And I said, oh, you know, everybody in town started talking about the company had been bought out um, because it just said home of NPD instead of, you know, NPD having top bill as it always had. It had that, you know, idle status going on with it. And I said, well, you know, people don't understand. Performance doesn't pay the bills. Performance you know, pad your social media posting, but it certainly does not pay the bills on a regular basis. There are not enough performance modifications being done to vehicles on a standard amount of time that is in need of only performance. If you own a performance shop, you will find that out. Maybe not in the beginning, but as you go along. And when he started his shop, you know, at 24, 25 years old, that, you know, Northeast performance that had that ring to it. It had that feel. It had that, you know, torque that the diesel motor has. It, it really, it punched it for him. And now he's not reaching the clientele with the fleets that need maintenance and the regular maintenance on people's diesel trucks. And so when he tried to rebrand himself, it gave this, alternate view that his company had instead gone under instead of that he was trying to expose the end of the industry that pays the bills. And so when we came together in collaboration of trying to figure things out, we discussed a lot about unifying the brand and bringing the, you know, the Northeast truck services together with Northeast Performance Diesel in a more cohesive manner in order to still attract everybody who's attracted to that green NPD sticker to also understanding that fleet services and maintenance are offered here as well. And then it also sparked adding in more informational posts to people who aren't in the industry regarding the different modifications that you can and cannot make to your vehicle and the maintenance items that are slapped on when people are more focused on performance. And so we've cohesively come together to create this Northeast Truck Services and Performance Diesel instead of doing away with the performance and kind of sandwiching it down at the bottom and, you know, pushing it down and giving top bill to the truck services. 
he is, you know, remaining true to his original NPD logo and incorporating the truck services into it so that he can be sure that he is attracting fleet maintenance and paying the bills and letting people know that, listen, if your diesel needs an oil change, I mean, if you need anything, please come and see us here. It is not just for performance reasons. So it was, you know, for him, it, it seemed like such a no-brainer to just change the sign and, and to order this incredible sign out front in order to attract more of the business. And instead, it kind of deflated a little bit of his brand because people weren't seeing that same very prominent logo up on the sign anymore. And it was that, I mean, that was honestly, that was the breaking point of understanding that we needed the digital marketing assistance that these shops don't have thousands of dollars to spend for somebody to rebrand their company. I mean, that's such a corporate world way of thinking, I feel like. Oh, let's rebrand you. It's like it's almost like a celebrity of things. Like, oh, we're going to change your view of things and, and, and all that. But it's just it's, it's not something that you spend time thinking about when you own a shop. But when you're crunching numbers at the end of the day, you're certainly thinking about what paid the bills, and you want to make that prominent. But what is the best way to do it without losing your identity? I think that's going to be a major focus for years moving forward is exactly that example and then how you can use real techniques to be able to do it. And... I know there's a lot of shop owners or small business owners that, you know, are listening that that's going to resound with them because they're right in that same sort of position. Maybe they haven't rebranded yet or even just expanded the, you know, the, the view or, or, or what potential customers would know they could do, you know, that you could take your vehicle there for maintenance or for different things where may as you know, maybe before they were doing, you know, high horsepower builds and sled pulling trucks and drag racing, or, you know, that was the main focus. And now they just want to grow in a different way as well. I mean, you still do that stuff, but also, you know, how do you attract customers that know you do an oil change and a differential service and, you know, something else. And so that's, that's something that I, I think is really going to be key moving forward as the industry evolves in, in the way that it is. And it's exciting to see the way that you were able to help them or help him and kind of give, I mean, really the, the automotive industry, the, the mechanic shops, the small businesses out there, help them compete because it's the future and it's the viability of not just you know one business or a handful of them. It's the whole thing is how do we maximize our time and have engaging, well thought out social media and content as well that we're able to you know get customers, let them know who we are, what we do, and be successful at it. And that's that's really the future of it. And I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it happen. I'm excited for you know these these things that you just talked to us about, what it does for small businesses. Absolutely. I mean, leveling the playing field and even, I mean, how many shops have I been into where the shop owner's like, I keep getting these emails from LinkedIn telling me to come sign up for LinkedIn and I have a connection on LinkedIn, but I don't even know what LinkedIn is. 
And so I get a little excited because, I mean, you talk about leveling the playing field and closing the gap between the corporate world and, like, the blue-collar realm, which is unfortunately where, I mean, mechanics get stuffed down into, is LinkedIn is reaching those white-collar businesses that have fleets that need to be maintenanced. And in the diesel world, that is, like, that is incredible. That is such an opportunity for people to close the gap and connect with others that they know at their level that are business owners that maybe have other connections themselves that now find a viable, you know, opportunity connected to a friend of theirs that's basically a recommendation if you accept the connection. And you're closing the gap and you're reaching. So to have content generated there on a daily basis as well is building that end of things and trying to achieve any kind of fleet service, regular maintenance, any of those things, um, higher-end vehicles. If you're not reaching all levels of platforms because you don't understand it, good night. I mean, that's just that's, I, I, that's debilitating. And so it's, it's really, it is. It's closing that gap. It's leveling the playing field. And it's, it's exhilarating to see these businesses call me and say, oh, I just got a recommendation from LinkedIn. A friend of ours has a landscaping company, and they have 11 diesel trucks that they run that they need maintenance. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you, you found that. I mean, that's great. If you're not using LinkedIn, use LinkedIn. That's, that's pretty much the bottom line because that does close that gap as well. I heard someone tell me once, or they had mentioned this saying in passing, but they said your network equals your net worth. And it's not, you know, like in the past it was like, okay, well, your network's the people you go shake hands with. It's the, the people that are right around you. But in today's kind of consumer market, your network's also social media. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have fifteen or 20,000 people who like your page and you maybe have three customers on it. It's how do you find 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 people who could potentially use your services. That's worth more than the 15 or 20,000 non-engaged followers who you know, might like, might not, might see your story. That's not, that's not going to keep your business open either. So it definitely has to be focused and there needs to be a strategy behind it. And I, this podcast was really cool to chat about this because it's, it's something that we're all interested in, even for our listeners that you know, don't, they're not in the diesel industry. They might have their own business and something else. They might be in a, a similar situation in, in, in another industry and are like, you know, I've been thinking about this myself. So it's a way to tie in a concept to any sort of business, any sort of you know, way of living that, that, that people are making. And then also relate it back to what you and I started with on this podcast, which is we're passionate about diesel trucks. No, no matter the brand, no matter what we're doing with them, that's how it's all linked together. So I, I definitely appreciate your time today and your expertise and the stories that you told us. And I know people are probably going to have questions for you and, and want to reach out to you. What is the best way for anyone that's listening that would like to say, Hey, I'm right in the same position. Like how, how do I, how do I start? What do I do? What, you know, how do I not make any mistakes? Will I, you know, rebrand or expand what I offer my customers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook very easily. Um, it says Jillian Olson Car Wizard. It's 
car-wizard. Um, you can absolutely find me on TikTok or Instagram. They're all Jillian underscore, underscore car underscore wizard. Um, but that's usually social media is the quickest way to get to me. Um, or you can email me, Jillian at applica-solutions.com. Well, again, Jillian, I appreciate you reaching out to us on, on social media. We always check messages, and it's so you know convenient for us to be able to quickly connect with people. And we appreciate you not just listening to the podcast, but then also saying, hey, I have some ideas, and I, there's some things I think your audience would really love to hear about the diesel industry and the automotive industry. And, and this is a, a definitely a very value-filled podcast. I had a great time chatting with you. And I think what you're doing is fantastic, and I know it's going to help a lot of companies out there. Yes, thank you. That is that is where my heart is at. Is is you know making this a level playing field and exposing the actual expertise of the company, which is, I mean, your diesel performance companies, any anybody out there wrenching. I mean, anybody, even those those guys that are still studying in school. And thinking about where what they want to specialize in, pick diesels. You you get big tools and you get paid really well. So don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to dansdieselperformance.com. You can save a ton of money on drop-in turbos, transmissions. They have a, a ton of things that are on sale. And if you have any questions, just give them a call. The the crew over there they're more than happy to chat with you, learn more about your truck, your goals for what you want to do, and make sure you get your truck set up right. And also fleeceperformance.com. Fleece has nearly everything on sale leading up to the holidays. So if your truck's you know down for the winter or just you know want to save some money, get ready for camping season and, and stuff next summer, make sure and check them out. You can save a ton of money. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.